This is the Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support podcast. Our goal in this podcast is to provide you with information, whether you are a law enforcement officer or first responder, to help you deal with your everyday stressors. I would like to welcome everyone to the Al Leaps podcast. Today we have Keith Frith. We also have Dr. Tim Falk, clinical director of Al Leaps, Captain David Jay, retired Dothan Police Department, and special guest, Sheriff Donald Valenza. Thank you for being with us. Tim, if you wouldn't mind, today our topic is suicide awareness and prevention. Would you lead into this topic and talk about that? Sure. Approximately five years ago, uh, I met with Sheriff Valenza, and we discussed not only suicide, but the importance of peer support. And he'd had some some officers or deputies in his department that uh, had committed suicide, and he'd been around for he's been around forever uh, doing law enforcement. And during our conversation, one of the things that that he asked me to do was develop a training program for anybody that's corporal or above in his department. And we, it took us uh, four days to do it in two separate weeks. And it was at the time, five years ago, a little over five years ago, it was the only um, organization, law enforcement organization in the state that recognized the need of not only suicide awareness but, pre- but also prevention. And so that kind of was the, the catalyst behind peer support. Uh, from there, uh, Sheriff Valenza was, was extremely instrumental in, in really pushing the peer support here in the state, uh, putting us in contact with the right people, that we could get the law written now to protect uh, law enforcement officers in providing peer support. And so that's the reason why I wanted him here today, not only to address where we've come from in five years, but where we are now. And then him and, and David talk about uh, – Suicide Awareness and Prevention in our next segment. But right now, I'd just like for him to kind of address where we were five years ago, where he's been in his career, and now to where we are now. Sheriff, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I started my 42nd year with the department, and I spent right at 24 years in the Criminal Investigation Division, which dealt with suicides, uh, homicides, such as that. And you always try to figure out why, why these people would reach that point of their life where they take their own life. Uh, but you never really looked at it until it hit home with some of your deputies. And I was a lieutenant in CID at the time, and pretty short time, a period, we've had two deputies take their own lives. And, uh, and that, that hit hard. One of them was in my unit. Uh, and then going on throughout my career, um, I sort of, you know, you get on these real bad crime scenes, and you have no way of getting rid of it without talking about it. And a lot of them think, well, you got to be a man, you got to suck it up, and that. No, that's not true. Eventually, you're going to break. And as you said, about five years ago, if you remember, you and I went on a call where a gentleman executed himself, committed suicide on a front porch with one of our deputies there trying to talk to him and another municipality police officer with him. And at the point they felt like they might have reached him, he used a shotgun and committed suicide in front of our officers. That's when I called you and said, can you meet me? And we went out to Ashford, and um, you met with my deputy and uh, the officer, and you you more or less did an assessment on site and afterwards, you and I got to talking about it more, 
We needed a program, and it's not just for suicide. It's uh, traumatic scenes that you get on. Uh, the one, one of the ones that the deputies with us was on two horrible crime scenes. I mean, really, really horrible. And uh, he kept it bottled up. And next day we had court, and he wasn't there. And when we checked on him, he had taken his life. So between that and talking that night with us in Ashford, uh, you mentioned about it's not just that the thought of that. It's the thought of the job. The job you do takes a lot of stress, and you need to have an outlet. You can't keep it bottled up because then sooner or later you're going to turn to alcohol. And if you do turn to alcohol, you know, there's no telling where it's going to go from there. So um, you convinced me that night that a continuous program and having the availability any time that our officers are involved in some type of crisis, uh, that's the way to go. And, And have them talk to you. We're not committing them. But we're concerned about them and want to take care of our people as well as we do the public. So, Thank you, Sheriff. Appreciate you giving us that feedback, especially from a civilian's point of view. I, I get to be the guy in the room who can give a perspective from the outside. I hear these, these accounts of what's happening, the level of pressure on these officers – and it's it's overwhelming to think that there there hasn't been in the past a really good direct line for peer support, and that you and Dr. Falk and others in the department have been working to try to rectify that and bring something to the table that will really help these officers. So from a civilian standpoint, we can't say thank you enough. And then looking to what is happening now with – actually an opportunity for these officers to get help, which leads me into a quick reminder for all of our listeners that you can go to alleaps.org, org, <laughs> that, you can, that you can go to Al, sorry, here we go, that you can go to alleaps.org, that's our website, and we've got lots of information there that you can connect to as an officer or a civilian that may have an officer in your family and you're listening to this broadcast, and you would like for them to have the support and connection that they need. This is a resource for them. So I want to make sure you have that, alleaps.org, and also you can go to our Facebook page, alleaps at Facebook. David, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us from your vantage point, I know you're retired now from the Dothan Police Department, but in all your years of law enforcement, how it affected you. And then when Al Leaps came to the table and started bringing awareness and prevention, how did you get involved and how did this impact you? Well, we've discussed this before. Everything kind of crashed down on me once I got to retirement. I felt like I had an outlet while I was working because we worked 24-7 in that line of work. And when I had was by myself, the traumas that we had seen all this, you know, throughout my career and, and witnessed, it, it all seemed to just crash in on me. And I met with Tim, and I had never heard of Al Leaps, and uh, when he talked to me and and made me realize that, you know, cumulative stress will create these feelings that you're having, and he told me how to take these thoughts that are never going to go away and file them and put everything in perspective, it'll never go away, but file them 
and then you can learn to live your life a normal life again and that was had a huge impact on me and i know when we had officers or investigators on crime scenes i would call tim and then it was sizzle and he would come in and do a round table like getting everything off your chest what you've seen is traumatic you know as a commander i would always leave the room which he said never made any sense but you didn't as a commander want to appear weak or i didn't to the troops so but we we did see a need for it even then that we would have tim come and talk to these officers but i don't guess at the time it really wasn't bought into as an agency and and to include myself until i witnessed it firsthand and had to go hey i need help also Thank you, Dave. I think the thing, too, I'll throw out is um, <clears throat> peer support's been around for many, many years. I mean, back, you know, when you guys started, when I started back in the 70s and Sheriff back in the 20s, uh, I think the peer support we had back then was a camaraderie more than it was a peer support because we got together because we loved being with each other. And we, we fed off of that. And I think the thing is that, that's different now is we – We've been trained in how to help people. You know, since we're talking about suicide awareness and prevention, uh, I think the big thing is this: is we're sitting at a table with you know probably 50, 75 years or more of experience, if you count the three of us, and we're actually talking about suicide. And that's a taboo, a taboo word to speak when you look at law enforcement in general. We don't want to talk about it, okay? And so I commend you guys for sitting here and, and let's talking about this because I believe it's a, it's a subject that that we have to deal with because if we're not careful, we're going to continue to lose more and more officers to it. I mean, th- this year so far we've had 144 that's committed suicide, okay? And we we've got to do something we need to do something um and so i throw that back at you guys you know when we look at the awareness part you know what do you see as some measures that we can take to even make more houston county deputies aware dothan police but law enforcement in general how can what can we do to make them more aware that it's okay to talk about the fear of my life falling apart well, it comes back to the ones that have experience. Uh, my early part of my career, <clears throat> I was the youngest in our department. And, of course, I didn't want to let the old guys know when something bothered me because then they would say, oh, he's not going to make it. Uh, I've been on some some really scenes that you really don't want to talk about. But, I mean, for instance, one day we had a welfare check. And – the lady said, well, I know I haven't seen him in two weeks. I usually pick him up, my cousin, and we go to the grocery. And being I was the young deputy on the scene, the supervisor said, go ahead and kick the door in. And when I did, the man had been deceased in a house in the summer, and he had started decomposition, which at that point, you know, the body ruptured. And, and I've never seen nothing like that. Uh, and the odor. Um, I mean, that, that scene – that and then one night on a wreck. We had a wreck on 52. I came from the west. One of the other deputies come from the east. Saw a guy sitting on the curb, and I said, Are you okay? He said, yes, but you might want to check the guy in the truck. Well, I came up from the back. I could see him lean back in the seat. But when I got up to him, he had no face. You know, all his insides was on the dash. 
uh, stuff like that. Uh, we didn't have this back then. And you, you try to get a camaraderie with one of your, your fellow officers that you can talk to because you sure can't go home and talk about it. And if you don't, well, then you bottle it up. And when you bottle it up, it's it, the, the ego steps in and you try to keep it like I'm tough. When you're just as human as anybody else. Um, so I, that's why I say today we need the program. We need to have our officers be able to go talk and let them realize what you've been through. You know, uh, I didn't have that opportunity back then, and I survived it. But look at today's time. This is a tool we have in law enforcement. This is as valuable tool as the weapons you carry on duty. Because uh, if you're not fit and you're not mentally sound, you're not going to help. You know, help your department or the public life. So, and I think. I think too, uh, go ahead, David. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think we've talked about this before, changing the culture, the old school mentality of when was the sheriff started a long time before I did. But even in in the early eight or middle 80s when I started, suck it up, go on to the next call. You didn't couldn't talk about it, even though we had our little core that got together and we would talk cop talk. But I think, which since I've retired, I've become a reserve with Houston County, and we're fortunate that the sheriff from the top down is pushing this peer support talk. There's a lot of agencies around the state that their senior administration still hasn't embraced peer support concept. So again, we're fortunate here in our area and other sheriffs in our in the Wiregrass area are listening to the Sheriff Valenza and starting to promote it within their agency. But this podcast getting out, if somebody's hearing it and they're a, a grunt in the street and go to their administration saying, I think this, you know, they may not have heard about Al Leaps and what Al Leaps is doing. So I think it's that's one. It's just part of our equipment yes. that we have in today's time. There you go. So as Sheriff said, this is just part of the equipment that's on our belt, the tools to use. We, we practice at the range. We practice our, our criminal law, but we don't talk about mental health. I think the thing, too, I'll throw out for folks that are listening through the, throughout the state or wherever, Alabama Statute 362114, which the Sheriff helped get passed, provides folks that have been trained in peer support with privileged and confidential communication. So that establishes that boundary that you can talk to anybody who's been trained in peer support with the understanding that your communication is privileged and confidential. The timing and relevance of this particular topic I think is really, really going to be helpful to the officers who are listening to this broadcast. So help us get the word out. If you wouldn't mind just letting other officers and agencies know that they can go to our website that's alleaps.org. Lots of resources there. Also on Facebook, Alleaps and get plugged in to a resource that really will help. Thank you so much, Sheriff Valenza. Thank you, David, Tim. Thank you for listening. For more information and resources, visit our website, alleaps.org. If you have any questions or want to suggest a topic for a future episode, email us at alleapspodcast at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-E-A-P-S podcast at gmail.com. The Alleaps Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Facebook.